Welcome to a podcast with Imran Abdul-Hakim to celebrate International Men's Day, brought to you by the Sainsbury's Inspire Network. Imran is the Digital Design Manager and is also a key part of the I Am Me Network. I chose to nominate Imran because of the way I have seen him support diversity and inclusion across the business, as well as juggling a full-time job alongside the support of his disabled daughter. Sorry, I'm going to be talking to you on the run to the school, but it's absolutely fine. I can. So talk about uh, the topic that we're discussing. Absolutely on that. Yeah. <laughs> You've really got into the spirit of it there. Exactly. My daughter's wheelchair, uh, she's on a wheelchair. So that was gone for repairs. It was supposed to be back before the school run. My wife couldn't collect it. So I had to come in with her to lift her into the car. Oh, bless you both. Yeah, so I think my first question for you is, would you be able to share a story of someone who has inspired you for International Men's Day? For International Men's Day? Yeah, I, well, to be honest, I I have been inspired by most of the medical professionals that I come into contact with. And when I say medical professionals, uh, not just the doctors and nurses specifically, I mean, I just have to give you a little bit of background before I go further into it, Mm -hmm. that my daughter has complex epilepsy and due to which she is completely uh, severely behind on her development. So completely immobile and dependent for her personal personal care uh, on me and my wife. Mm -hmm. So we get a lot of experience and interactions with hospice with the nurses, with community nurses. And the one thing uh, when we have been in contact with them, especially at hospice, there are a lot of volunteers that come in uh, and volunteers that don't get paid. Mm -hmm. And when you talk to these professionals, when you talk to these volunteers and sometimes the professionals, it's wonderful to hear that they they are in these jobs and doing these things out of out of their good nature and them them wanting to volunteer and help out children and help out complex needs children. Whereas, I mean, if you look at people, a lot of them are in for money for in other professions, but not in, not in here. So I would like to say that I'm really, really inspired by a couple of volunteers that I've met at uh, Helen and Douglas House come in, look after the children, and they're all men. So not all women who mm-hmm. are looking after these children they take them away on make-a-wish foundation holidays the situation wasn't in the pandemics around the world they used to take them to disney world to orlando and those sort of places and spend a whole sort of two weeks with them showing them around and helping them out because the parents could get a little bit of respite so that really inspired me in terms of what we could com- uh, contribute to the community and and i guess uh, to children basically so yeah they would be my inspirational men. That's amazing. Thank you. And you talked about your daughter there. Thank you for being really open about that. How has that affected your role in a retail business? How has it affected? Well, to be honest, it's given me the flexibility. Uh, I mean, if I talk about retail, if I talk about uh, Sainsbury's Argos as a business, it, the business itself has given me a lot of flexibility in terms of looking after my family and my personal needs. So I'm ever so grateful for that. I don't think in the, in the, in the previous uh, job, even though my my managers didn't allow me to uh, to spend that much time with family, I was either uh, as working as a consultant, uh, uh, going up and down the country, or uh, really busy and immersed in work. Whereas now I have that work-life balance. 
So everybody talks about retail being so fast paced, but I'd like to say that equally, if the business is as considerate as, as Sainsbury's Argos is, then you get that work-life balance. And sometimes you need to create it yourself as well, no matter how busy the work and the schedule is. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's I think we are lucky to be in a business where they're embracing that flexibility. And it's really great that it's allowed you to to find that work-life balance between your family as well. Have you found things different during the pandemic or what struggles have you faced? I am probably one of those rare people, I don't know how you mean, how many you have come across, who putting the sadness aside of how many people have gone from this world because of the pandemic, because of the virus, that's absolutely something that can't be overlooked. But it's absolutely, absolutely uh, coming back to being a family man, given me the time to be more closer to my family. Mm. So it's in a way worked for uh, with my life in a, in a lot better way than others. I uh, lost touch with my and the interaction with one with my social circle, obviously, with like other people. Mm. But then I gained uh, on the other side with being able to spend more time with my wife, with my daughter, being able to support them at home. Uh, so it worked a little bit differently and I complained less about it in a way. Started to get in touch with people uh, just to check on them if everybody was doing fine, if they weren't uh, facing any of the challenges in terms of like their near ones or themselves falling prey to the virus or anything of that sort. So got in touch with a lot of people that I normally wouldn't or check on. From a work perspective, I think it's 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 actually opened up a lot of people's eyes in terms of so that I think has just created a new culture within the business for me, for uh, my team. So just embracing that, making sure that everybody's like comfortable, everybody's accountable for themselves in a consultancy. I think that is more of a practice, more most more of a general practice. But it in a business like us, more office based, it's different to embrace that and get in to the mix, to the routine and rhythm of doing that. So yeah, just, just making sure. That. To preach things, um, the whole business as a whole to, to encourage flexibility um, and encourage switching off during the pandemic. But I think being a leader in the business and managing a team, um, it's really great to hear that, that you're like taking that on yourself and know that how you behave affects your team as well. Yeah. So another question I had for you is, are there any specific struggles you've encountered from being a Muslim man across your career and your life? I, uh, I've had the fortunate career. One of the things that I'd like to say is I'm, uh, I am a practicing Muslim. So I find that there are kind of misinterpretations of Muslims exist in the community, in a country, everywhere, I think, whether we are in Britain or outside. So a lot of non-practicing Muslims kind of give the wrong impression to people. So like, for instance, if I, uh, during Ramadan or during a Friday, if I go for my prayers, people seem to think that it's an extreme sort of situation where I'm praying a lot, but that is that is just what a practicing Muslim would do. So I kind of go with the approach of trying to explain to the person that that's our normal practice and that's how I am. That's how every Muslim should be. And, and I just try to educate from and, and inform people from a really simple on simple terms as to what Ramadan is, what my prayers are, how I should conduct myself 
in in the office environment, in a social environment, and in different places. Because I think that's the only way you can you can kind of really give people your true identity and and a religious identity to people as well. Because if you just keep on preaching, if you could just keep on telling them, and they don't see you following it, and they don't they don't see you into the habit of doing things yourself, then it's confusing to people as in, let's say for instance, I was doing something that was kind of forbidden in my religion and I would I, I was talking about it and preaching it, then it would contradict as to what my religion teaches. So in that instance, I kind of try and follow as much as I can. I heart, hand on heart say that I still can't because it's really difficult to follow each and everything in, in, in uh, in anyone's life because we are so accustomed to material things and worldly things that you get kind of get scooped into it but I try to do it as much as possible uh, probably don't don't even do 50% of it but I try to mm-hmm. secondly I have been in one of those fortunate situations where from a work perspective I've never come against any sort of ill-natured people or any sort of opposition or anyone treating me differently for being from being from a BAME sort of uh, background. So I've spoken to a lot of people and I've heard a lot of stories. So from that perspective, I can understand and I can kind of give examples and I know what goes on. For a simple example, people have said that they've changed their names on the CV, which is a very common thing that people do just to get in, get their foot in the door. Never, never ever. Uh, lie to people that I'm from a different background. I'm always open and honest about it. And as I said earlier, I've been in a fortunate situation. I've never come against any anyone treating me differently because of that. That's really great to hear. I mean, I know there are lots of instances that, that go on that it's really great yeah. to hear that you've not had to go through any of those yourself. But yeah, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? One of the key things that I wanted to say was that it's, it's really important to kind of have these things and I'm glad that you are doing these podcasts. No thank you it's it's really great to hear about your experience as a father what a coincidence that we can catch you in the car <laughs> on your school run for your daughter and this is really embracing working flexibly and working in different environments and stuff so thank you so much.